computers. <laughs> it's too cold. Welcome to The Simplest, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. The Simplest does contain spoilers as well as explicit content, so please keep this in mind as you're listening at work, in your car, with your kids, wherever. The Simplest does not claim ownership of any sound clips used in this episode, as any clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Thank you and enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to the sip list i am coming to you from fort worth texas where it is currently 18 degrees way colder than it has any right to be in texas especially when we're not getting snow if it's going to be this cold i want the fucking snow like come on y'all um all three of us are in cold weather zones so we came here to be warm together Yay! wow that was loud <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And I have um, my per mostly the usual guest, Casey here. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, that was stealing, uh, stealing a line Amanda. from, well, I stole that from the great uh, Chancy Grife. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we have Papa Palpatine here, live from Oklahoma City. What's the weather like there? Uh, I literally have your snow right fucking here. It's uh, eight degrees with a wind chill of fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you could send the snow down here, I mean, if, if it, ha like I said, I don't mind it being this cold once or twice a year as long as we get some snow. Although I really don't want our power grid to freeze again because that was a shit show. I've so been in Dallas when it snowed, <laughs> and that's the only place I've ever been less prepared than Oklahoma City for anything below freezing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It We're was never... fucking scary. Yeah. We're never prepared. I'm sorry. Second, second worst place. The first was Shreveport, where they shut down most of the city because it might freeze. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything shuts down here, but... Right now, it's just cold as fuck, so everybody still has to go places. Except me. I ain't going anywhere. I might not even take the trash out today, and it's trash day tomorrow. It's too fucking cold. Such a fucking rebel. <laughs> Actually, I am a rebel because we put one trash can out yesterday, and technically that's against the HOA rules, but they can get fucked. Yeah, it's interesting because we were doing yard work yesterday, so we have pine trees, and all the needles, you know, fall off, so our our yard's covered in them and we're always the last ones in our street to do anything about it because we're lazy but i'm like you might as well wait for all of them to fall off it was 60 degrees yesterday when we were cleaning those up at like let's say 12 30 
And then by like three, the temperature dropped 40 degrees. I miss 60 degree weather. <laughs> I had to change uh, Cassandra's fucking tire yesterday. Eww. That's yeah, that not, was... not, no bueno. No bueno. No, no. Well, wherever everybody is, I hope uh, sipping along with us and laughing will at least keep you warm. I think a lot of the country is pretty cold right now. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, we this was going to be a Mount Sitmore episode, but poor Jean is uh, overwhelmed with people and a lot of stuff going on. So she's taking a little breaky break. So we miss you, Jean. Breaky but, break to watch the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really why she didn't want to do it. She needs to watch the Cowboys probably alone so that she doesn't have to feel the ridicule. <laughs> um. I was excited. I mean, it, let's be honest. At the end of the day, if they don't come out of this game with a fucking win, then they need to literally implode that whole fucking franchise because the way they're playing right now, they should beat the crap out of freaking Green Bay. No, because they're only capable of beating up on bad teams. Their record against winning teams this year is fucking abysmal. I think it's like two and six, two and seven. Okay, but define when, I mean, okay. I get the whole definition of winning team, but Green Bay is like right there on the fucking borderline. You, so you have to be over 500. I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, isn't One that the definition of winning or losing? <laughs> One game over 500 does not make a winning team. Which is still yeah. more wins than Fair. most of the teams that uh, Dallas has won against this year. True. Well, I've, I'm not a Cowboys fan, never have been, but I feel sorry for y'all. So may the odds be ever in your favor, I guess. I mean, my team I isn't mean, doing shit this year, and so I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs uh, for obvious reasons, and I was glad they won last night. I mean, let's be honest. If they get out of this round, it ain't going to get any fucking easier next round or in the NFC Championship game either. So they're fucked. Yeah. I'm really hoping for a Lions Bills Super Bowl just because I want to see new teams. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would really like a repeat of the Kelsey Bowl, but obviously we know that's not happening because the Eagles not happening. can't get their shit together either. <laughs> neither team is very good right now. What was uh, that? Kansas noise? City's a. I'm just going to say Kansas City's a hell of a lot better than fucking Philly is right now. Yeah. At the moment, yeah, but Kansas City also is hot and cold and their uh, wide receiver core needs every can of stick them available. <laughs> and they need to know where to line up when it's time to get set at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. When their most veteran wide receiver doesn't understand the concept of being on the fucking line. <laughs> um, it's not like it was one of their rookies. No, no, no. It was Valdez Scantling. Who's what? Five, six years into the league at this point. Hey, the wind chill was negative twenty last night, so I'm gonna cut them a little slack. No, no, I'm no. Their defense showed up last night, which is what needed to happen. But yeah. he's talking yeah. about Valdez Scantling no, no, losing them. Well, not losing them a game. I, I, I hate the whole concept of well, one play turned the tide. Really? Because every other play went perfectly. Yeah, exactly. I, I hate when it comes down to like a field goal and it's like, oh, they lost the game. No, 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 no. Everybody else on this team lost the fucking game and you put the whole thing on one guy that either made a kick or didn't. I hate that. If it comes down to that, either both teams played really great or your team played really bad. It's like the old cliche goes, there's no I in team. 
even though Kobe Bryant believed that there was a me in that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, we're not going to talk bad about Kobe. Rest in peace, sir. I'm anyway, not talking bad about Kobe. I'm just saying, technically, there's no I in team. So, if a kicker misses a field goal, yeah, okay, he fucked it up. But um, the, the quarterback didn't. Him. The quarterback yeah. didn't throw enough touchdown passes. The running backs didn't rush for enough yards. Right. There's somebody a lot didn't of block on... well enough on a play. Somebody didn't stop the other team at the exactly. right point. To... So it really is the ultimate team sport, right? I mean, basketball, you can have one guy take over a game. You can't have that in Michael football. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq. I mean, the, my boy Shaq Gilgis Alexander. Ah, uh, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I wish Another his name was easier night. to say. <laughs> yeah, we were going to go to that game last night, but I was like, do you know how cold it is in Oklahoma City? We're not going. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we are not here to talk about sports today, although we could go on forever. I will cut us off now. Um, but, yeah, good luck to all the teams playing today. Playing today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This episode started out very much similarly to um, our episode on the program that aired a couple weeks ago. Where um, I we were on for like 14 minutes of the hour and a half, we were talking <laughs> pretty much, and like I've already kind of sort of spoiled, but it may or may not be somewhere in our top 10 listen to episodes of the entire year. Yay! So, which I would not have expected. Tune uh, in on February 10th to find out. No, it wasn't decorated. I mean, that movie is not it was a great well. discussion. It's... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I may have to watch it again and see. Yeah, I've it, seen it forever. You're not missing like, anything. Nineteen year old me and forty six year old me have completely different opinions of that movie. I could see that. I could see that. All right. Well, we are here to do a top five today, and this is just a random topic that I thought of and um doesn't have anything to do with anything, but we are doing our top five favorite movies that have a city in the title. So this should be fun. Um, but first, Casey, what are you sipping on over there? Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Gosh. Sorry, I can't. My pancreas does not agree with full flavored Pepsi. Which do they have a Pepsi Zero? I find the Zero ones taste better than diet. Uh, That's just my opinion. Like Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar, I think tastes better than I actually had somebody bring me Diet Pepsi, so I'm getting rid of that before I get into... I have some uh, Pepsi Max Wild Cherry, which I prefer, mm. but that's the good stuff that's open gets stuff. used first. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris is currently showing us what he's sipping on. Some, some uh, high-quality high H2O. Wiener. You motherfucker. <laughs> you stole what I was going to say about my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought I was going to be so clever with my high quality H2O. <laughs> That's what yeah. happens when you do a dry month. Yeah, for for those that don't know, I'm doing dry January with the exception of Fridays and Saturdays, mm-hmm. so it's it's dry-ish January. Um so since today's Sunday. Yes, today's Sunday, so I am sipping on some uh vintage qu- high quality H2O from the year 2024. <laughs> However, she has given up the wine, but not the wine. What? 
Decline. Why are you Declining. putting so much emphasis on the H? <laughs> cool <What>? whip. <laughs> cool whip. Okay. Well, before we get to our top five, we are going to do some sip whips. And this one is entitled City Shenanigans. So, Chris, give us a city. Uh, Pound Town. Nice. Casey, a profession. Hooker, Bob. <laughs> the the PC name is Sex Worker. Uh, a name. There's no, no, when they're dead, they're just hookers. <laughs> There's nothing politically correct about our sip libs. Like a dead hooker in a trunk? Okay. Right. Uh, a name. I'm going to say Jean Higgins, since she's not here. We're going to talk about her. Yep. Oh, Chris. Jesus, God. Pound Town, <laughs> Hookers, and Gene Higgins. Oh, this is going to go well. Uh, Chris, a name. I mean, we've already done Gene, so Stephen. Okay, yep. Got to go with that. Uh, first adjective, certifiably fuckable. Which, I mean, this is really going so I, I wouldn't kick Stephen out of bed. I'm just saying. I wouldn't kick Gene out of bed either. <laughs> Ew, that's my husband's best friend. I can't uh, even say that. It's not act like you have standards, Amanda. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who's turn? Oh, Casey, a street name. Sunset Strip. Okay. Okay, this is interesting. It says a... Action P verb? No, but that's funny. That was funny. A PL type of building? I don't know what that is. What's a P? This is what happens when you let Kevin make Mad Libs? Well, technically uh, it was the AI, but TP. Well, no, it's for me. I don't. Um, no, it's but... for... no, Casey just went, so it's for me. Okay. You said Stephen. He said Sunset oh, Strip. That's right. Out. That's right. Um. PL. Okay, I'll put TP because I don't know, and that's a good one. Okay, Chris, an adjective. Moist. <laughs> Should have known. Uh, Chris, uh, or Casey, a vehicle. Um, Batmobile. Oh. oh. PL, Jay says PL means property line. I still don't understand the what a property line building is. Like a house? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry, Casey. Did you say Batmobile? Yes, I said Batmobile, Bob. Okay, a public place. I am gonna say Amanda's bedroom. <laughs> Damn. No. <laughs> Just because it's got high traffic does not mean it's public. Hey, yeah, you have to have the secret password to get in there. It might be uh, one, two, three, four, five, but still. <laughs> um, a public place. Uh, we'll say it's not that many digits, folks. The park. <laughs> Chris, an One. adjective. Uh, uh, throbbing. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Casey, a noun? Um, labia. Oh, nice. Adjective. Okay, I'll say slutty. I feel like that goes... This is a long one. Dang. That's what okay. she said. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Chris, a noun. Yeah, yeah. 
Volvo. <laughs> Case, uh, Casey, a city. Sin City. What? Sin City. Hold, hold on. Sin City. The city of sin. The nickname of Vegas. Or okay, Basin no, City, sorry, if you're reading sorry. the comics. My, head, my headphones were doing a thing. Okay. Making sound? No, making <sighs> sounds. It does that. Okay. A noun for me, I'm going to say vibrator. Chris, an adjective. Why do I keep getting all fucking adjectives? I don't know. Um, because you're a very stinky fellow. Stinky? Stinky. Okay, now it says a PL noun. So let's see. Dre says PL can stand for property line and construction. It can appear in the title box or as part of one of the dimensions and details in an engineering drawing. PL can also stand for parts list. That still makes no sense to me when it comes to a noun, but I'm just going to say, I'll say breaker box. <laughs> I don't get my turn. Oh, shit. Sorry, Casey. That was for you. Next, I'm sorry. Next, next one is for me. Okay, a noun. Um, I have a feeling I'm not going to get it, so I'm just going to singularize it. Roast beef curtain. Okay. All right, we're going to skip me. Chris, a time of day. Good afternoon. Just said wine o'clock. Casey, an adjective? I miss wine o'clock. Um, arid. Airhead? Arid. Like A-R-I-D. Like, like aired? Like I don't know if gone to college. Arid, as in dry. Oh, the okay. The I opposite of moist. Gross. Although Casey just occurred to me, if she's doing mostly dry January, then she's doing moist January. <laughs> I'm doing damp January. No, it's moist. So moist. Okay, I have a verb ending in ing, so I'm going to say fucking. And last one, Chris, <laughs> an adjective. Ah. Um, automatopoetically. Yeah, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Automatopoetically. All right, here we go. Shenanigans. Oh, I'm scared. Okay, once upon Especially a time. Beginning. Yeah, once upon a time in the bustling city of Poundtown lived a peculiar hooker named Jean Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jean. Mean it. Stephen lived on a certifiably fuckable sunset strip known for its high concentration of teepees. Okay. Every day, Jean rode a, bat a moist Batmobile to her favorite spot in the park where she would perform a throbbing labia. Wow. Okay. Oh, my. One day, a slutty vulva from the neighboring city of Sin City turned up at the park. 
Instantly, a fierce vibrator started between Jean and the slutty vulva about which city has the most stinky breaker box. <laughs> <laughs> to I do love me some stinky God. breaker box. <laughs> to settle the score, they decided to hold a roast beef curtain. The winner would prove their city's supremacy. With suspense building, Jean practiced day and afternoon in the aired streets of Poundtown, turning heads with her fucking skills. Yeah, she did. Hola. <laughs> what, a, what an oh. poetically showdown this would be. Poundtown certainly held its breath. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was that was fun. I think she's going to disown us after that. Yeah, yeah, she's never going to record with us again. Yeah, I, and I, I'm not even mad about it. Um, <laughs> I am not the one that said Gene Higgins when it came to a person's name. Hey, I was just trying to include our fourth Mount Sitmore member, and you know what? The sluttiness came out. Just, I mean, not our fault. Um, so Dre says one of the best movies of all time, Sin City. Sin City was pretty good. Um, we'll see if it makes anybody's list here. Um, well, are you guys ready to start? I fucking left See. it off my list. You what? Sorry, I left it off my list. I didn't think about it. I didn't oh. think about it. And I have read the graphic novel like six times and watched the movie. I don't even know how many. And yeah, it's Dre's right. I love both. Amazing. Well, I haven't seen the second one because it's just how do you how do you touch perfection? That's what I say You're to not all missing the lovers. Anything. Um, well, I don't think either of you guys are going to have any of my choices. I think you two have the best chance of having any in common, but we're going to find out. I don't care as long as you all leave my number one alone. Okay, Dre. My goal for this one is to not have three of Casey's. Yeah, that would be ideal. (laughs) Didn't we have four at one point, though? Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I think going forward for music episodes, Casey has to go before me. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> and Dre said the second city is not one, a yeah. first. Yeah. You guys, I, I need to start picking topics that maybe you guys won't have so much in common. So, all right, Chris, you start with, the, what's your number five? Uh, number five is the great flick from 2000. Let me look this up. I forgot to. 2011, uh, starring Aaron Eckhart and Michelle Rodriguez, Battle Los Angeles. Oh, I haven't seen that. I oh, man, it's a great Aaron sci-fi Eckhart. flick. It's a great action flick. It's just good all the way around. It's all, it's a very good watch. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Casey, did you have that? I did not, so we oh. officially can only do four. There you go. I might have to check that out. Okay. Good pick. Um, Casey? What's your number five? Um, plain and simply, if you're not first, you're <laughs> last. Yes. Talladega Nights. Ballad, a ballad of Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and Bake. And Bake. Magic Man. Now you see him. Now you don't. <laughs> What's Hell Diablo? I don't know. It's kind of a magic chicken. <laughs> I am um, so many great lines from that movie. Yeah, so many. I'm too drunk. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Tom Cruise. 
I have that as an honorable mention. It almost made my top five, but I kicked it out for something else. But yeah, that's a, I knew somebody had to have that. It's also my honorable mentions because there was just so many other things I wanted to put into the list. Yeah. And then Dre says his number five is Fargo. Okay. Fargo's a good one. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll wait and see if anybody has it on their list. I definitely had it on my honorable mentions, but I'll I'll wait for you guys to go. Um, Okay. Nobody's going to have my number five. I guarantee it. And you can make fun of me all you want, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, My... My number five is from 1989. It's no 1989. What? Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's cookie time. It's cookie time. It's cookie time. It's cookie time. Nobody knows. It's true Beverly Hills. Oh my god, I have seen that movie in like 45 years. Absolutely do not have that on my list. (laughs) I knew you wouldn't. I love that movie so much. It's so, I mean, it's cheesy and dumb or whatever, but it's so funny. And um, Shelley Long's just fantastic in it. So it's a good, it's a good, fun, nostalgic watch for me. And yeah, anyway, had to include it. I'm sure there's another Beverly Hills that will be on someone's list, but I knew it wouldn't be. Uh, oh, <laughs> thank you. See, somebody, Emily loves that movie and thanks you. Thank you, Emily. I think it's definitely a chick flick and that's fine. There was one point we had discussed that movie going on the schedule at an evening at the movies. Well, we need to because I will. But, yeah. but like with rubber, things get delayed. Okay, True Beverly Hills is better than rubber. Come on. That's not really saying a hell of a whole lot. Yeah. What, watching paint dry on a fucking wall is better than fucking rubber. Wow. Shots fired. I don't okay. get, Kevin's asleep right now, so I don't have to worry about Kevin hearing me say that watching paint dry on a wall is better than rubber. Aww. I'm not scared of Kevin. Okay. I'm not either, but we should be nice. Because I'm so bitter that you got my freaking show logo, and I didn't. Well, I'm still going to mail it to you. Yes, Dre, rubber the... uh, Serial killer tire. Well, I mean, yes. it could be a bad porno too. It's fair. What if it was a porno of the actual <laughs> rubber, like just tire porn? <laughs> then it'd be kind of a retread. But <laughs> 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 all I'm right. Not proud of that. <laughs> it made me laugh, but that's not saying much. Um, Chris, what's your number four? That fart makes you laugh. Ew, no, it doesn't. It makes me Um, So from 2015, the great biopic, Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Oh. That is one of my honorable mentions. I didn't think about that fucking movie. It's a great movie. It was really It is a great movie. I'm glad you chose that. Highly disrespected at award season, too. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's... First of all, we we know that you know people of color don't get as much representation at awards, but especially a movie about rappers, you knew that one wasn't that one wasn't getting a whole lot, even though it should have. Especially, yeah, especially that group, right? Well, and you know, I I remember when all that stuff went down, and I remember watching clips of some of those those news conferences on mm-hmm. MTV News. I read our Kurt Loader, you yeah. know, telling us what was going on in the world, and 
a, a lot of people either never realized, never thought to think about it, or or just fucking forgot that that so much uh, hip hop of that of that generation was social commentary. Oh yeah. I you mean, it was uh, gangsta boats and hoes. Know? It was you know, um, you know, fuck you the police. Well, well, not the m- most pleasant title of a song. You know, it, it has some very stinging points. And, you know, if that had been done by, by Woody Guthrie over a guitar, you know, that would have been held as one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah. Um, so. Kurt Loder is where I got all my news in the in the 90s. Right? <laughs> the most tragic news of my lifetime I got from Kurt Loder. Thank you very much. Oh. I, I Kurt Loder announced the too. Sonics leaving? <laughs> You set yourself up for that one, bro. Excuse me, my headphones went out. I didn't hear what you said. I actually remember seeing live on MTV the news about Kurt Cobain's death. I do remember that. That's what came. I know. Okay. Um, It's so funny what you just said because it it sounded like a line from um, Boys in the Hood where he was like. That's what I was trying to say. Oh. These are people know, don't know, don't, don't show, show, don't care don't about what's, care going, what's on, going on, don't care what, yeah. Oh. Um, okay, well, great choice. Yeah, that was one of my honorable mentions, so I'm glad you had it. Um, and Dre says his number four is Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. I'm surprised you have that at number four, Dre. I'm interested to see what else you have now. And we won't talk about that movie yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he put one and didn't put three, three. into that. But. <laughs> I digress. Okay, Casey, what's your number four? Uh, the one and only appearance of Johnny Depp on my list. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Very nice. I've never been able to get through that. I, I don't know if I'm just not on the right drugs. Or Probably what. not. Yeah, you got to be high for that. Yeah, no. For sure. It's yeah, it's one of those that yeah, it if you're not in the right mindset for, but at the same time, I think is a very solid performance by the star himself. So Yeah. It's definitely a trippy movie. I had to put something on Johnny on there. I was not a <laughs> fan of the movie and I smoke <laughs> we know you smoke weed a lot. Yeah, Dre says he was not a fan, and he smokes weed a lot. We do know that. <laughs> okay. That's well. like calling the pot calling the kettle black. And the kettle is black, but don't, don't shh. Um, yeah, I didn't have that. I, I'm with Chris. Like, that movie was fine to watch one time, but it's not something I'm like, oh, let me go watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas again. Right. I disagree, but. That's fine eat their own i'm not That's shaming fine. yeah okay well my number four there's a chance casey might have it but i seriously doubt it i doubt chris has it we'll see um my number four is also from the 80s it's from 1984 and it is the muppets take manhattan i love that movie honorable <laughs> mention bob i don't care what anybody says i love the muppets <laughs> maybe it's in your other pants <laughs> Honorable mention, Bob. Okay. I, I cool. do not have that one. Um, not a huge Muppet fan. I hope the wife's not listening. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I can I can see it. 
probably would have made her list if she'd been on this episode. Yeah, I love the Muppets. I do not care. <laughs> Jerry says me and Emily are twins of the mind. That's because we have good taste. <laughs> yeah, the, the Muppets Take Manhattan is amazing. Love it so much. So, yeah, had to put it on there. Okay, uh, number three. Chris, what do you got? Uh, so, uh, another movie from the, I believe, late 80s, early 90s, uh, starring Eddie Murphy as the one and only Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop 2, the best of the trilogy. What? Wow. Okay. <sighs> um. What? And Jerry has Beverly Hills Cop 3 as his number three. Beverly Hills Cup 2 is not the best one. Are you insane? What are you calling the best? The first one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Gary. He is out of his damn mind. No, okay. So. <sighs> okay, no, we're not shaming you. They're all good. I even like no, they're, three. They're, they're, we, the first two are good. Three is hot buttered fucking garbage. It's not great, but I still enjoy it. Uh, um. Two uses the ensemble the best. You think? In the first one, Roseweed and Taggart uh, okay. are the comic foils. And not Rose really Wood. anything beyond. I, that's the joke, sweetheart. I know, but don't disrespect yeah. Judge Reinhold in my presence. Dre, um, I'm going to have my, my boy send you some good shit because whatever you're smoking is not good. Because uh, free <laughs> is not the best. To each their own, as we say. I guess, uh, Chris, I will say I do see your point that the three of them are more of a team in the second one. I mean, if that's what you're judging by, I, I could see that. To, to me, it's funnier. It, it, you know, the, the, the Playboy mansion scenes and yeah. Billy just blowing up the truck by fucking around with the missile launcher. Oh, your dick. Right. Um uh-oh. Joe's challenging you. <laughs> hey, I'm down, brother. We're going to debate it. Okay. Coming soon on an evening at the movies. The debate of the Beverly Hills Cops. Okay. Well, I think I can safely say neither of us had that on our list. Right, Casey? <laughs> um, Beverly Hills Cop 2? Yeah. No. Okay. Good choice, Chris. Good choice. Uh, all right, Casey, what's your number three? Um, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Home Alone Santa 2, Lost in New York. Oh. Oh. So I thought about including that, and I'm I'm definitely like glad you did. No, no shaming. I just thought it was a little bit of cheating, so that's why I didn't include it, but I'm glad you did, because yeah, that movie's amazing. You insinuate that I play the game honestly and fairly? Yeah. Well, no. there's there's no rules. I mean, it, it's fine. I just I was like, yeah, I could put Home Alone two. Oh, hey, that's that's Jerry's number two. So there you go. Yeah, Home Alone two, Lost in New York. Yeah, great movie. Definitely one of the best Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm guessing you didn't have that one. Uh, that would be correct. Okay. Besides well, that, I it is also felonious Kevin McAllister. Home Alone. Yes. But he, 
Okay, this is another thing we have to debate because you and Dre are both like Kevin McAllister should go to jail for everything he did in the second one because he was breaking and entering. It was his uncle's house and it was to save money that was being taken from sick kids. I'm sure his aunt and uncle would understand. First of all, his um, aunt and uncle aren't the charging authorities. Second of all, uh, you can't claim self-defense on something that's not yours that you can walk away from. And third of all, I'm not saying he was in the wrong, but the motherfucker committed war crimes. But they were going to kill him. They were chasing him, trying to kill him. What was he supposed to do? Let um, them? He also defaced a public business by throwing a brick through a window. To, is, to, oh, and he gave screen time to Donald Trump, which is his own fucking crime right there. Well, yeah. Hey, Donald Trump's the only star of Home Alone 2 that's uh, been indicted on indicted? federal charges. There's that. There's that. <laughs> Who would have thought Macaulay Culkin would not have been the first? Right. If he minds his business, they won't try to kill him. First of all, they found him. He didn't find them, and they were chasing him. Second of all, he was trying to save the money for the poor kids. Does nobody care about these sick kids except me? No. Right. No. <laughs> Fine. Look, I'm not saying what he was doing was wrong, but these two concepts are not mutually exclusive, right? He could be doing something that is, you know morally okay while taking immoral actions they found him first on the street dre and then they chased him into the park and then they're like oh well grown men don't come out of the park good luck little fella and then yeah after that he found them and, and threw so a brick at them that's true after <laughs> dre and papa palpatine go head to head in beverly hills cop amanda and dre will come on an evening at the movies and they'll debate Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Right. So so Mr. McAllister successfully extricated himself from the situation and then reinserted himself into said situation. He could no longer claim self-defense. Because he, he has become the aggressor. Steal the money. I don't give a fuck. That's what cops are for. Okay, yeah, he probably should have called the cops. That's fair. You can't be a four and a half foot tall vigilante. It's a fucking it's a federal law, actually. There's a height limit to vigilanteism. <laughs> Everybody knows. You must be this big to ride this ride. Right. You must be 5'4 to punish, okay? Flat out. In the fucking <laughs> hey. Is Frank Castle a midget? No. You know why? Because he can't be. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I said no fucking straight face. <laughs> we're we're going to move on to my number three, and you guys can get fucked. <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe one day, but, you know. Not for me. Uh, okay. Um, my number three is my only movie that is from 2000 and beyond. Um, and it is the 2005 Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. I thought that actually movie was really one of, good. Actually, one of my favorite reboots. Mine too. Also, that he says set a lot them on because... fire and shocked the hell out of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what my opinion is on reboots, so saying that this is one of my favorite reboots says a lot to the quality of said movie. Yeah, it's it's one of mine, too. It's one of the better horror remakes that exist, and I definitely like watching it. And seeing Ryan Reynolds be that serious and kind of scary is pretty awesome. So, Deadpool is still the best Ryan Reynolds movie of all time. According to you. It's pretty good, though. I don't, I don't know. According to the masses. Okay, fine. All right. We're down to number two. 
Chris, what you got? All right. From 2000, an amazing animated movie. Great plot. Great cast. Amazing soundtrack. All I got to say is to Shabalba. Road to El Dorado. Oh. Uh, okay. I didn't even think about that. Love this movie. Love. It's one of those ones I could I could watch over. I, hell, I have watched it over and over and over again. It just the there's the only bad part about this movie is that it fucking ends. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. What? Maybe I have. What's it about? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half. Yes, we do. Yes, you do have a reboot bracket, Dre. What uh, is the plot of said movie, you asshole? <laughs> Two Spanish con men. Is your husband with that mouth? Yeah, she does. That's kind of her shtick. Um, the slutty loving. <laughs> right. Um, shtick or dick? Yes. Um, potato. Anyway, two uh, Spanish con men who end up in the New World and finding uh, the lost city of gold. Huh. I don't think I've seen it's it. A highly underrated movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, Rosie Perez, the great Frank Welker, Edward James Olmos, Arma DeSante, uh, music by Elton John. Ooh. Okay, so I'm writing good. it down. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe this came out right after the success of the Elton John Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, because this came out in 2000, Lion King came out in 93? Four, I think. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, I wrote it down, so I will watch it and report back. Okay, Casey. What's your number two? Um, if it's not the same as mine, I'm going to be bummed that we both didn't have this, but you go ahead. Um, so I've got holidays. I've got... Um, mind fucks and i've got comedy so i feel like i need to have a little social relevance on my list before we do my number one so this was a very important topic to the masses while we were growing up as children but um the song from the movie was by bruce springsteen and it is from gray's hometown philadelphia yeah. Philadelphia is a fantastic, albeit depressing movie. I haven't but, seen yeah. it. You haven't seen I Philadelphia? I have not. Wow. I think you would like it. I mean, it's sad, but I think you would like it. Oh, and that's Jay's number one. <laughs> it, it's definitely not necessarily something that's rewatchable a hundred times over, but again in honor of the fact that we have this coming up, it's in a couple months. It's a movie that I think everybody should watch at least once in their lifetime. Yeah, I agree. And Oscars galore for that movie. It started the back-to-back streak. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Denzel won too, didn't he? For Best Supporting Actor? I can't remember. I think he was nominated. Uh, I don't think he won. The Springsteen song won Best Original Song. And I don't I don't think the movie won the Oscar, did it? I think something else beat it. That I, I feel like that was the year something else beat it that I thought shouldn't have beat it. Chris, are you Googling? Because I don't remember. Uh, uh, no, but I think you're, oh. it sounds right. Um, 
I feel like I remember Philadelphia losing to something that made me mad, but I could be wrong. Yes, Dre, Tom Hanks and Denzel are amazing. Um, Philadelphia is definitely on my honorable mention list. I didn't put it in my top five just because, like you said, it's not it's not something I would watch over and over. So I, I wouldn't put it in my favorites. But as far as like it's an incredible movie, yeah, it's definitely up there. It only um, won only won two Oscars. Okay, so Denzel didn't win. No, I didn't think Denzel. I think okay. Denzel was nominated, but I know. Yeah, the winners it. were Hanks uh, and uh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Un- Unforgiven won Best Picture that year. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's not. Uh-uh. Yeah, it, Unforgiven was was the rebirth of the modern western. Yeah. We had great cast, great movie. Yeah, it's um, a good movie. That's the one with Gene Hackman, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. another one of those considerations yeah. for movies everybody should watch once. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Okay. Um, before I say my number two, I could tell my husband is not watching because he has not commented, even though I asked him to. Because uh, your oh, husband I does bet, not uh, ever do He's asleep. Well, the second pick is for him. If he was paying attention, he'd be excited, but that's okay. Um, my number two is National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Honorable mention. Put yeah. a dollar in, I got a car. Put a dollar in, I got a car. <laughs> um, I love Vegas Vacation. I would say I would say Christmas Vacation just barely edges it out as my favorite, but Vegas is like right there. It's just so, so funny. So yeah. Uh Chris, did you have that one at all? I did not. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'm interested to see what Chris's number one is because I know what Casey's is and I bet he knows what mine is. So, Chris, what do you got for number one? Uh, for number one, I have the amazing classic from 1993, the movie that was made basically without a director because the first guy was kicked off the set and the second guy was fucking useless. Uh, Tombstone. Yes, I had that as an honorable mention. Honorable mention. I went to Tombstone last year. Fun fact. It was pretty cool. I saw the pictures. Uh, this is one of those movies that if I'm flipping channels and it's on, I'm just tossing the remote aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm your husband. It's baby. not the most historically accurate of the two Wyatt Earp movies that came out pretty much the same time, but it's the most watchable of the two. Yeah. The other one was the Kevin Costner movie, wasn't it? Uh, which I haven't seen because I've heard it's damn unwatchable at times. Um, it's Kevin Costner. Hey, well, I like Kevin Costner. Look, Kevin I'm not Costner saying it's horribly bad. It's great. Kevin Costner and anything else? Bingo. Questionable. In what movie? A sports movie. I'll watch Kevin oh. Costner do anything involving sports. Draft Day is great. Draft okay. Day, Bull Durham, freaking Tin Cup. Tin Cup. For the love of the game. Name it. So you exactly. don't think, you don't think Robin Hood is good? You don't think Yellowstone is good? You don't okay. think. Yellowstone is Sons of Anarchy for Rednecks. And I enjoy it, but not because of him. He's just part of the ensemble. Robin Hood, I enjoy in spite of him, because I prefer Robin Hood who can speak speak with an 
English accent. Yeah, his English accent is awful. I, I will give you that for sure. But awful. It doesn't fucking yeah. exist. Yeah. He didn't even. I mean, I, I I respect him for not trying, for not butchering it. But come on, there's there's a shit ton, especially at that time, a shit ton of actors you could have picked. You could have thrown yeah. a fucking dart and hit one. Yeah, Christian yeah, Slater at least tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alan Rickman for sure. Rickman stole that movie in a heartbeat from Kevin. I'm going to yeah. cut your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> He's like, why a spoon? Because it's dulled, you twit. It'll hurt more. It's one of my yeah. favorite quotes. <laughs> That's my wife, Crone. Oh, he was movie. good in Hidden Figures. Thank you, Dre. That was his best role. Yeah. Uh, he, um, Kevin Costner. Yeah, he was really good in Hidden Figures. I like Kevin Costner. I think he's I think he's a good actor. So now there are some things like Waterworld. Did I just want to go, what in the actual fuck were you thinking? But <laughs> the uh, Waterworld the postman. Yeah. Um... George likes the postman. I'm surprised. That but... explains so many things. <laughs> Whatever. Also, well, proved that the air is a little thinner up there. That's true. He is taller than the average human. Um. I I think Robin Hood was the first movie I saw uh, more than once in the theater. Okay, what about The Bodyguard or Dances with Wolves? He was good in those too. Like, I okay, like... Dances with Wolves was horrible. It's so fucking overrated. It's a three and a half hour documentary where two people fuck once. I'm not um... saying that I think the movie itself is that great. I'm just saying... Yeah, Dances with Wolves is boring. And okay, the bodyguard, the bodyguard. Can we at least give him the bodyguard? Whitney. I mean, if you like a movie filled with cover songs, I guess it's okay. <laughs> oh my god, it was one cover song. <laughs> yeah, where everybody uh, has no idea that she's singing about the best little whorehouse in Texas. Literally, the best little whorehouse in Texas. What? Where do you think that song is from? Is... I Will Always Love You is in that movie? Dolly's It's version? from that movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh my fucking God. I, I just hate that people use that as a wedding song. Like, do you guys not realize that is a breakup song? There was that, that time when everybody was using I Will Always Love You as their, like, first dance song. It's a fucking breakup song. What is wrong well, with I people? Mean, statistically, um, if it's the first marriage, it makes sense. <laughs> well, and the very opening of that song is if I should stay, I would only be in the way. Exactly. Yeah, people are dumb. She's literally saying, I'm leaving so that you can be happy and I'm holding you back and blah, blah, blah. But I'll Wait. still always love you. Amanda, have Isn't you not it? seen Best Little Girls in Texas? I have, but it has been okay. a very, very long time. I, so I, I highly recommend it, it um, because it's it's loosely based on true events. Um, I assume, Dre, that you're talking about every breath you take. Yeah, and I agree with you. It was used for weddings, and it's a stalking song. Yeah, I know. I don't get that. Every breath is you it take, though? Because according to Sting, he was just trying to write a hit. And there's a fine line between love song and stalking song, and it's completely what mood are you in when you listen to it? I, I'm going to call that song the stalker stalker anthem. Oh, right, but there's... Junior, give Junior kisses for me. Okay. 
Yeah, but if you if you if you listen to certain love songs in the wrong mood, it sounds stocky. Every step you take, every breath you make, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Stalker's Handbook 101. Like, that's the first page. <laughs> yeah, and yet you watch movies where it's like, oh, I was watching you sleep. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. No, no. I think I find that creepy as fuck. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yes. <laughs> One time, <laughs> um, we... I. Apparently, Abby used to come in my room in the middle of the night and just, like, watch me sleep. One time I woke up, and I was, like, she was standing, like, you know, three foot in front of my face. And I was, like, what are you doing? And she was just, like, I just like to watch you sleep. <laughs> I was, nope. like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, all right. That's my kid, y'all. Wow. I just like to watch you sleep. Okay. But it, it's like the episode Creepy. of Friends with Eddie where where Chandler catches him. He, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I just like to watch you sleep. He's like, what? I can't remember he says, he's like, what about all the other times you didn't see me in here watching you sleep? <laughs> Creeper. Amanda just brought up Friends. Cue the comment from Dre. Fuck Friends. I don't, I'm not going to show it if he says it. Alright, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I think what my boy Dre is trying to say here is fuck friends. Fuck you. I got time for hallway sex. Plus it's too fucking cold even for that. Yes, it is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> See, Dre's being nice. All right, Casey, go ahead with your number one that we all know is coming. Um, is Can uh, I introduce better? it with the music? <laughs> do you have the music ready? No, I was going to do it myself. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, well, on you. Um, because the damn song got voted out like fucking four rounds ago in our song bracket on an evening at the movies Facebook group. But I'm not bitter. Um, it's not really a song. But, it's more of a score kind of. I mean, yes, it's a song, but it has no words. It was ranked on Billboard's top songs of the 1984. I know. Oh, I'm just... Get on with it. <clears throat> well. Um, that's better than Cop 2. Way better than Cop 3. And I'm even going to say this, and I can guarantee you I'll be getting a comment here in about 30 seconds. It is even way better than Coming to America. I said what I said, and you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. You're right. Beverly Hills Cop 1 is the best in the franchise. For what? And it is. I mean, I'll take Neutron Dance over Shakedown. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love the Neutron Dance. <laughs> but I'm not taking the, the the first one over the second movie. It's just, I'm not, I can't, no. And Dre says, you're out of your damn mind. Yes. Um, I, I, I love exactly Beverly Hills Cop. It, it's not better than Coming to America. Sorry. Yes, it is. Okay. It's not. It's not, but yes, it's you're exactly entitled to not. your wrong opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we still love you. Whatever. You're allowed to sit there and be wrong in your wrongness. Yeah. I will go with the fact alone. Let's go um, match box office numbers in the 80s against each other. 
Nobody cares America, about that. Except for the people that are making money uh, off it. <laughs> okay, say, I'm Casey. Sure the movie studios thought so. And Casey, according to your so argument like, that you just made, Attack of the Clones is better than Empire Strikes Back. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> There's also a lot of fucking difference between... Oh, no, um, no, no. You didn't say a fucking <laughs> thing about inflation or ticket prices or anything. You just said box office numbers. So you can adjust for D's nuts. <laughs> Um, for one, I was cut off before I was even allowed to finish my statement, so both of y'all can fuck off. I ain't adjusting nobody's nuts. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. So, go ahead. next. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's just a matter of preference. They're both great movies, but I think Coming to America is a lot better, but that's just me. We know Beverly Hills Cop's like your favorite movie ever, so I applaud that decision Not even you. my top five. It's not, not? Even in my top five. Really? Okay, interesting. All right. Um, I've discussed my top five numerous times. I know that's true. I guess you're right. I just I forget. But uh, anyway, all right. Uh, my number one's going to cue some uh, mockery from Chris, and I don't give a fuck. But my number one is also from 1993, and it's Sleepless in Seattle. Ultimate rom com, or. Yeah, I'd say it's a rom-com. It's got a little bit of drama, but mostly it's a rom-com. It's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan at their best. Their chemistry is amazing. And yeah, I just adore that movie. So I, I have nothing to say because I've never seen it. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, Well, yeah, Sleepless in Seattle is great. That's a movie if it's like you said about Tombstone. If it's on, no matter where it's at, I'll leave it on. Even if it's just in the background or I'll watch it. Dre, did, you got to ask Emily if she had that. Cue <laughs> Dre's comment about him letting a child get all the way across the country on an airplane. Yeah, but it was the 80s. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. But Gen Xers were feral. We we did what we wanted, and our parents barely paid attention. So True. And, and that girl had access to her parents' travel agent stuff. So, yeah, I mean, in today's world, no way that's happening. But in the 80s, it was a free-for-all. <laughs> Um, technically, in the 80s, there should have been no way that should have fucking happened. Or I guess it was the 90s, my bad, but it was 1993. Yeah. Whatever. Like, the way that still should have happened. I like what she's like, do you want me to say that you're 12? And he's like, nobody's going to believe that I'm 12. And she's like, well, I could just put that you're small for your age so and you're self-conscious about it so they won't ask you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> He didn't let him. He was away for the weekend with his girlfriend, and the kid snuck out from the babysitter. Oh, he God. Did, did y'all hear about, who was it, Spirit? No, Frontier, where they send a kid to fucking uh, Puerto Rico instead of Ohio or something? What? Oh, yeah. Wow. How old was the kid? 14, 15. Interesting. Oh, but that was scary. At least Puerto Rico is U.S. territory, so you could use a cell phone. Although, I guess yeah. you could use it anywhere, but without the roaming charges. <laughs> That's scary. Okay. Um, Chris, do you have any honorable mentions that we haven't talked about? Uh, several. Uh, okay. Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. 
or the not so good sequel. Uh, From Paris with Love, very underrated Travolta movie. Pleasantville. Yeah. Okay, you got to watch From Paris with Love, even though there's just one scene. There, there is one scene where Travolta goes through every possible usage of the word motherfucker <laughs> to an extent that Sam L. Jackson probably teared up. Okay. Interesting. Um, a classic, classic movie from my childhood. Uh, it's a sequel to uh, King Solomon's Minds, and this is Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. Hmm. Don't know that one. Uh, Memphis Bell, great. Yeah. Bullshit historical flick, but still a good movie. Yeah, still a good movie. Uh, and then probably the movie that, that is adult Christian Bale's coming out party, 310 to Yuma. Okay, I haven't seen that one either, but I have heard it was I good. don't, as a rule, like westerns, and I really enjoyed that one. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Casey, do you have any that we haven't mentioned? Um, Casablanca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas. I have Honeymoon in Vegas. Love that movie. Um, the all-time classic Cheech movie, Born in East L.A. Ah, yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Ah, that's a good one. Hollywood Land. And, um, Detroit Rock City. Very nice. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. I almost put it on my list. Very nice. Yeah, I, so I had some of those. Um, uh, let's see. What's Dre say? Chicago. That was one of mine. Tombstone, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Charlotte's Web. What? Charlotte's Web. Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, good, good point. Good point. Okay. And Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. Um, so I had some of those. The only ones I had that we haven't mentioned were, um, Dallas Buyers Club, which is again, not something that's super rewatchable, but is a really, really good movie. I might even say it's a movie you should see once in your lifetime. Um, I had LA Confidential, which I just love. And I had Rio. That was the only animated movie I had. And then I had I some of the other made a movie out of a Duran Duran song, but good for them. <laughs> well, it's not yeah. about that, but yeah. Rio is like, it's so visually, like, just beautiful. Like, it's a really, and it's it's a cute movie, too. Like, it's a cute story, so. And Hungry Like a Wolf is still not a bad 80s song. Yes. Oh, I meant to message you guys last night about that. I had to, um, when I took Abby... I did drop Abby off somewhere and I stopped to get gas and out outside at the gas station, hungry, like the wolf was playing. I was going to start recording it and send it to you guys, but it was too fucking cold. Chris Dre said, hungry, like the wolf is one of the worst songs of the eighties, <laughs> but he had, he, in his defense, he said he'd never heard it. And I was like, yes, you have. You just don't know that you have. How are you going to read a song you haven't heard? Especially when there's a lot of stiff competition for that. Like, Party all the time. Like, that should have been the entire top five list. <laughs> we did not put that one on ours, any of us, because it's a, it's a guilty pleasure for me. But yeah, it's a, it's a terrible song. I don't song, know, you can I still enjoy it. it if it's a bad song. Yeah. Well, that episode's out now if you want to hear what our choices were. No, because I apparently made... I'd be flipping a fucking table. 
No, Dre said he he wasn't really paying attention, so he just picked songs he didn't know off our '80s bracket. So he wasn't he wasn't part of the episode. He was just kind of playing along like he is now. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf" is amazing. All right, well, uh, that was good. I'm glad we all had different movies this time. That uh, gives us a little bit of, you know, variety. Yeah, we had 15 unique movies. I didn't, I didn't do Casey's list for him. I'm kind of, kind of happy about that. I know. Not as happy as Casey is, but uh... yeah. Next, next music episode. We one. Casey has to go before you for sure. Did we? Did you not have Beverly Hills Cop one? No, he had no. two. Oh, I thought you. I thought you had one and two. My bad. No. Oh, Dre is the one that had two of them on there. Dre had one and three. Yeah. Um, and we we do need to do a a new crankable episode soon. So I have some topics I can send you guys if you want to do them. Um, I've I've got some other podcast peeps on Twitter that are wanting to join some. So we'll see. But I I do need one coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we need to start thinking about that. And yes, we'll let Casey go before Chris. <laughs> Uh, I think we should do the the top five Metallica songs after the Black Album. How about I host that and you guys could just do it? <laughs> Considering she's still getting shit over it because I threw her under the bus last night. Yeah, I did. Everybody's still giving me shit for making one. Hopefully the bus eight. backed up and went back over. And <clears throat> backed up and went back over. Anyway. To quote Beast Mode. Run through a motherfucker's face over and over and over and over. Metallica is not my jam. Get over it. I don't oh, know why I don't listen to the beginning of the it. end of the song. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, so. Ooh, wait, what? I don't know. Somebody just died. Who? Oh, I don't know him. Alec Musser? He was on All My Children? No idea. Oh, okay. yeah, that guy. And he was in Grown Ups? Okay, don't know. I, I, do, well. I don't watch my grandmother's stories. Rest in peace. Hey, I used to watch All My Children like a motherfucker, but that was when I was younger, way younger. All right, well, this was fun. Um, Chris, you got new episodes coming up on your paintball podcast. You want to tell people about where to find it? Uh, I've got a couple planned on the One Step Paintball podcast where we talk about the history, the culture, and the sport of paintball itself. Uh, I will be uh, working with Michael Johnson, who recently joined Austin Notorious as a new pro player. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the culture shock of moving up a division into the pros after the first two NXL events. Uh, I've got some content planned with Andy Potter of Die Precision talking about how to get and keep sponsors. Uh, and I've got some other stuff in the works as well to talk about uh, where the sport is currently. Um, most recently, we did an episode with Ryan Gray, the head coach of AC Diesel, the pro team out of Dallas. AC um, Diesel, that's cute. <laughs> and... Uh, Ryan's got some great insights on the state of the game and where the game is going. Cool. Bye, Dre. Thanks for watching and playing along. Um, I didn't know that professional paintball was a thing, I guess. Yep. There are 20 pro teams in the U.S., uh, and it's kind of cool. They, At the end of every season, the last place pro team gets relegated to semi-pro. And the top pro team gets, or semi pro gets brought. Well, don't get last. And the top semi pro team gets uh, gets their spot. 
Interesting. Yep. That's a uh, that's that's brutal. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's over five events, right? So it's not like you have one bad event and you're toast. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And the team that won semi pro last year won all five events in semi pro. Oh wow. And they beat the same team all five times in the finals. So that team that was second in semi-pro actually bought somebody else's spot out. So they'll be moving up to pro next season as well. So there's actually uh, two and a half new pro teams uh, for next year. So that'll be really cool to watch. Hmm. All right. Well, I will definitely share your link in the show notes. And if you guys are into paintball, uh, definitely check that out. Because Chris is a, a great voice for the sport and a great voice in general. So. Great. And it's not just about paintball. It, it talks about, I mean, well, it's mainly about paintball, but it's not for just paintball players. You can learn a lot of stuff, to learn about the history of the sport and the, the personalities by listening to it. I, I try to keep it as conversational as possible. Nice. All right. Uh, Casey, what do we got coming up on an evening at the movies? Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm breaking um, over here. <laughs> we have a three episode stretch coming up where Amanda is not on any of the three episodes. But I digress. It, no, wait. Two. Yes, three episodes. But in three weeks, um, AKA the last day of the month, uh, the better half of um, our generous Papa Palpatine will be making her an evening at the movies debut as she came on and we discussed galaxy quest. Very nice. So January 31st, that will be available. And then February, we are kicking off our look at black cinema and we will be talking bamboozled, uh, Malcolm X and a couple other movies with Harvey, Harvey and Dre. Um, the plan, hopefully, is maybe to get Cam to come on one of the episodes before the end of the month as well. Ooh, see so, if we can do Waiting to Exhale with Cam. Unless okay. you already have all the movies picked out, then... No, never. I literally have two spots left to fill in February, and I was hoping Cam would have an idea of something that she would like to do and come on, because she still hasn't made her debut on the show yet. Yeah, you can let her pick. I, I was just thinking, like, Waiting to Exhale or Girls Trip would be fun to do with cam but yeah okay cool and then starting in march we have movies everybody should see at least once in their life after a short little jaunt into a couple of other pre-recorded episodes we have but by the middle of march we will be doing approximately a nine to ten week run on movies that everybody should see at least once in their lifetime so i am excited for that you can't tell, but I am. <laughs> he he's excited on the inside. That's okay. All it's right. Fucking cold here. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's 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 cold. It's cold everywhere. That's why I, it says I said burr. It's cold in here. There must be some clovers in the atmosphere. See you. You know what's up. When Chris I said there must be Centauros in the atmosphere, and I was like, well, yes, but really it's Clovers because they wrote it. Either way, I hope you guys. Yeah, because all those schools have their own original cheers. <laughs> Apparently, just the East Compton Clovers do. Well, I mean, my high school and the university.
University of Oregon have the same fucking fight song. See, there you go. But does it have more than two words? I fucking knew. I was trying to cut you off yes, before that. Yes, a even. lot more than two words. Hey, it has more than two words at the end. Five. Wait, I thought... I didn't think fuck OU was part of the original words. Fuck you. That's what I have to say. <laughs> All right, well, we'll whatever. See how happy they are when they're in the SEC next year. Oh, don't get me started. All right. Thank you guys for being here. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody that watched and commented along. And for everybody that's listening, wherever you are, we appreciate you all. And I hope everybody can keep warm, stay warm. And when all else fails and you're freezing to death, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Peace and hair grease. Damn you. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what you get <laughs>